The recently released Beaverdam Police Department's 2022 annual report covers a number of different police activities, including accident statistics. There was a total of 246 accidents, with 56 of them being injury-related, four of them involving pedestrians, and 15 involving alcohol. There was one fatal accident that occurred last year, and Lieutenant Jeremiah Johnson recalled the details during a recent appearance on Community Comment. If I remember correctly, it was on Gateway Drive. Is that actually at our number one one intersection right there? Yeah, I'm thinking about that one. Um, I I don't want to misspeak. However, I believe the fatality was not a result of the accident itself. Johnson says he believes the fatality occurred because of a medical issue during the accident. Lieutenant says that while fatal accidents caused by medical conditions are rare, they do happen. Usually when we see something that serious, um, it's usually a pedestrian is involved, a bicyclist, or a motorcycle. Johnson says accidents that result in fatalities rarely happen to people wear their seatbelts. A link to the report can be found with this news story at DailyDodge.com. State Senator Andre Jacques is proposing a new penalty for first offense OWI. Here's Ryan Brom. It appears Senator's bill would require the installation of an ignition interlock device after just the first drunk driving offense. Jacques noted that Wisconsin is always the highest rated state when it comes to drunk driving offenses. In fact, in 2021, the DOT reported 6,368 alcohol-related crashes in the state, which killed 166 people. In a written statement, Jacques said, quote, the goal of this bill, which is strongly supported by Mothers Against Drunk Driving, is to reduce repeated drunk driving offenses by allowing people to get back to work and get their lives back on track with the security of knowing that an ignition interlock device is allowing them to do so safely. I'm Ryan Braum reporting for the Wisconsin Radio Network. There's still no definitive cause of death for a 34-year-old man found dead earlier this month in Grant County. The autopsy of Ronald Henry is complete, and his cause of death remains inconclusive. The Grant County Sheriff's Office says the 34-year-old man's autopsy shows no signs of trauma. Henry was reported missing from Platteville in early December, and his dead body was found three months later in a nearby ravine. Now investigators are waiting for the results of his toxicology report. The search appears over for a new cathedral for the Madison Diocese. Robin Colbert has the story. The Madison Roman Catholic Diocese believes it's finally found a new home 18 years after fire destroyed St. Raphael's Cathedral in downtown Madison. The diocese has plans to make St. Bernard's Catholic Church on Madison's east side its new cathedral. The diocese is waiting for approval from the Vatican and church leaders expect to move into the new space within a year and a half after that approval comes through. In Madison, Robin Colbert, Wisconsin Radio Network. Dodge County residents will have the opportunity to receive severe weather safety training this week. Organized by the National Weather Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the course will teach participants how to be severe weather aware. It'll also cover severe weather watches and warnings, as well as how the public can help the National Weather Service as a trained spotter. Severe weather can happen at any time, and Dodge County Emergency Management Director Joe Maher expresses the importance of being being prepared. He says residents should have a preparedness kit ready to go. I would definitely talk to the person at length about it and be like, you know, read your contract, maybe get a lawyer to also look at your contract to see kind of what 
what are you, what do you have to do? What are you on the hook for, as I mentioned earlier, if something goes awry? The storm spotting training is this Wednesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. It'll be held at the Dodge County Administration Building in Juneau. It is open to the public and pre-registration is not required. The Houstonford School District will be having a referendum on the upcoming April ballot asking residents if they can spend the money on facility upgrades. The upgrade would include facility updates to the current buildings and the construction of a brand new pre-K through 12 facility. Part of the new building would be to create junior-senior high classroom pods. School Superintendent Heather Kramer. Those pods there and then that that's what keeps the kids separated from each other so you know, the elementary students are within their own area of the building and the junior senior high students are within their area of that building. The total cost of the project would be $19.5 million. That also includes the addition of a new gymnasium. In addition to the cost of the project, the mill rate would increase from $3.57 to $4.19. Kramer says that number is what the school board chose, but there were also other options on the table. At one point, um, the three different bonding options that were given to us had different mill rate impacts and this is the mill rate impact that the board has chosen to go with. If the referendum passes, construction is scheduled to begin next April with an estimated completion date by December of 2025. The Wisconsin Conservation Congress and Department of Natural Resources will be hosting open houses in all 72 counties. The open houses precede the annual spring hearings. They'll be held between April 3rd and the 6th. Dodge County's open house will be on the 3rd at the Horicon Marsh Education Center along Highway 28 between Horicon and Mayville. DNR staff and Conservation Congress delegates will be on hand to discuss local issues of importance, answer questions and dialogue about areas of interest and concern. The Conservation Congress will also hold delegate elections at each open house, with two of the five seats up for election in each county. Doors open at 6 p.m. the night of the open house. WCC elections begin at 7 p.m., followed by panel discussions. The open houses are slated to end around 9 p.m. A link to more information can be found at dailydodge.com. The Department of Natural Resources is looking for input on a possible restart of commercial trout fishing on Lake Michigan. DNR Fisheries Supervisor Brad Eggold says they are holding a series of meetings to get input from researchers and anglers. How much natural reproduction are we seeing with lake trout? Uh, what's the current status of the population in terms of size and biomass? And then, you know, what, what are the status of the stocks out there? The fishery collapsed in the 40s and 50s after invasives like sea lamprey made it into the Great Lakes. The next meeting is March 20th at Lakeshore Technical College. You can find out more online at dnr.wi.gov. Dodge County farmers have more considerations when choosing ag carbon credits. One of those considerations is the flexibility of the contract. University of Wisconsin Extension soil and crop educator Will Fullwider suggests farmers talk with a carbon credit aggregator when choosing carbon storing practices. I would definitely talk to the person at length about it and be like, you know, read your contract, maybe get a lawyer to also look at your contract to see kind of what 
what are you, what do you have to do? What are you on the hook for, as I mentioned earlier, if something goes awry? Fullwider says that it's a step that farmers could take if they have already switched to a different practice on certain parts of their land and not others. Another consideration is real estate law. Fullwider says that contracts are not really contracts. These contracts are not really... You're working with land, right? But these contracts are not established real estate law. There's no easement on your land. So you're kind of working in this nebulous space that what are you actually kind of beholden to as a farmer? Fullwider says that carbon must be offset for a certain period of time, usually 50 to 100 years. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Submit your news tips at dailydodge.com.